0: Criticism. Noun. The act of passing judgment as to the merits of anything. The act of passing severe judgment. The act or art of analyzing and evaluating or judging the quality of a literary or artistic work, music performance, art exhibit, dramatic production, etc. Hey folks. Welcome back to Another Way. I say that like you were just listening. I hope you were. (laughs) Peek behind the curtain again. I'm recording a bunch of episodes in a row. This is weird for me. I've never done this many. It's very exciting. But it means I'm getting loopier as we go, so I should probably stop soon. (laughs) So criticism. Criticism. It's a fun word, criticism. Criticism. I better be careful because there is that thing that I, you ever do that thing where you just you say a word over and over and it stops sounding like a word. I did that with door the other day, door. And then there was a word just a couple of days ago that I had written so many times that day that like it didn't look like I I had I Googled it to make sure I was still spelling it right. Don't remember what it was, but it's a weird phenomenon criticism. Criticism is one of those words that's sort of, the way I put it is it's sort of been hijacked in our culture. You know, one definition has sort of taken it over. So we've arrived at this place where we have to preface the word with, you know, constructive a lot, you know, constructive criticism a lot to avoid putting people completely on the defensive. Because, you know, you just hear criticism and you just assume that it's bad. And that's not you know, that's not the case. I mean, listen to the definition again. You know, it's the, it's, I I like this one specifically, the act or art of analyzing and evaluating. You know, that's, that's not a bad thing, but we have sort of this connotation of criticism is just bad and criti- go away. And even constructive criticism, criticism constructive criticism. When you say that, that implies that it's going to be better. But even then, people are like, I don't want to hear this. So, you know, criticism itself is not a bad thing. It's it's like almost everything else we talk about on this podcast. It's just a tool, like everything else. You know, a hammer is generally useful. It's a very good tool. You can also use it to beat someone's skull in. Criticism's the same way. A tool that people often use to beat people's metaphorical skulls in. Am I going to have to check the explicit box for that? <laughs> I don't think so. It's just—it's true, you know. Um, and this—you know—part of this is because people have a really difficult time separating themselves from their work. You know, we talked about that in the in the separation episode and there's a lot of cultural factors in play at this well, you know, and and, I mean that, that can be several episodes alone. I mean, it's separations already an episode of the podcast, but just all of the different cultural mores that are involved with criticism can be, you know, that could be criticism itself could be its own podcast with, of multiple, multiple episodes. Um, And, you know, I think all of the problems with criticism... I have to enunciate the dang word. I mean, we're going to get to the end of this episode and you're just going to accept what I'm saying, right? Maybe you already have. I don't know. Maybe you're not listening anymore. (laughs) All of the problems with criticism come from the fact that it's, you know, you're having to untangle a bunch of subjectivity. You know, it's, it's like Christmas lights when they get in a tangle and you have to unravel them and it's a mess and it's a giant. If you've never had to deal with that, lucky you, because that's, it's a, it's a a pain in the tuchus. You know, it's, you're dealing with a bunch of subjective truths that get all tangled and everything. And we've talked in many an episode about that idea of subjective truths and and separating out the emotions of it and how you can reason. You can't necessarily reason your way out of a subjective truth. And so when you're dealing with criticism of any sort, negative, positive, blah, 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 you're dealing with a bunch of different subjective viewpoints and it's 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 it gets tangled and people's feelings get hurt because they can't separate you know all that all that stuff it's just feedback and that's how we have to view it you know yeah some people will use it to attack you through your work you know the you know whether it's straight up aggressive like this was the most horrendous thing I've ever seen this play was awful or something like Oh, I just love how you just do- you just wrote whatever you wanted something passive aggressive like that. You just write whatever you want fearlessly. I just love that about you some and you know that can be a genuine comment, but you can hear it passive aggressively. See what I mean about the whole tangling of subjective truths? It's tricky. So some people will use it to attack you, but that's more about their own issues than about you and your work. The problem is, is that we can't always tell the difference between an ungrounded attack and criticism that is that's like grounded in experience and a recent argument, because we don't necessarily know the 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 critiquer's background, and they don't necessarily know ours, and we may not necessarily have an understanding. Like, I mean, just think about if you're. If there's criticism coming at you from a friend that you trust, you're going to hear that differently than you are somebody that you've never met before. And it's going to mean something different to you, you know, and, you know, depending on the relationship. I have friends who we can tell each other anything and we won't take it personally. And then I have other friends who if, if I said the same things to them as I said to those other friends, they they would hate me because that's just not again sometimes that's about them being sensitive and sometimes it's just we don't have that rapport yet cuz that 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 can feed into it too it's a tricky tricky area people and it's it's part of the reason that you know criticism criticism is so um puts us on edge so much just the word itself so we can't always know if somebody is is Attacking us or just being frank, because that's a, that's a good quality. You know, I have worked with conductors who have been like, who have been, um, Frank and it's been, they've been critical in, in a, in a, in a good way because that's just how they work and that's how they are. And then I've had conductors who have been critical because they're just jerks thinking of one that I worked with in particular. <laughs> um so separating that out for it's it really when you're dealing with criticism, you kind of, this is why I say you have to separate out yourself from your work because that's that's the easiest way to deal with an ungrounded attack is to realize, oh, that's not about me in a on a bunch of different levels. That's not about me. That's about my work. And that's not about me. It's about them. There's two aspects of that. There's two degrees of separation you can provide yourself there. Ha ha. See how that works? Um, all that a critique does is it gives you a chance to sort of view your work from a different perspective. And, um, you know, we don't have to agree with that perspective. But seeing it as a valid point of view can often be a really healthy, healthy thing to do. And... This is tricky for some people to get, I think. The fact that you can see something as valid but not agree with it. You know, you can... I'm trying to think of an example in the political realm right now and that's probably just not a good idea. Um, hmm. Hmm. If you have... Oh! here's Here's one. Here's from the realm of music. Oh, that's an even better one in the Roman music. Okay, so bowings. If you're not a string player, bowings are how you do in an orchestral setting. Orchestral strings play with the bow. You hopefully you have seen a bow happen at some point, even if you don't know what I'm talking about. It's a stick thing that people move along the violin, and it goes up and down. And there are various combinations that you can do and blah, blah, blah. When you're in an orchestra, in a section, you want to have the same bowings as much as possible because it, it affects how it looks. If you've got everybody going in a different direction, it just looks weird. But it also affects the sound. Whereas if you have um, like da, 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 da is very different than da, 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 da. That's the sort of thing. That's the, it's called articulation, for those of you who don't know that. So, the thing about bowings is that it's usually up to the section leader, one person in each section, to sort of figure out the bowings that they want to use for st- different examples. So you can have two different people who will bow a passage in completely different ways. And I have run across this several times where, because, because I'm not the one in charge, I can see what they're doing and I think I was like, okay, I see what they're going for, and that's a valid way to play this section. But that's not how I would do it. That's what we're talking about with this different perspectives of of um, and viewpoints of criticism is that you can see so you can. I see what you're going for there, but I don't agree. You know, I I like I I think that's a good comment, but you know, if it's um, yeah, <laughs> we don't have to agree with it, but we can view it as valid you know once again julia cameron in the artist's way this is this was something that i i really liked pointed criticism if accurate can often give the artist an inner sense of relief quote unquote and then she said that's what was wrong with it sort of an idea that's because sometimes you don't know and it takes somebody else pointing something out one thing i say all the time oh that makes me sound awful something i occasionally say <laughs> Um, but it, it does happen because I just you get feelings about people, you know. It's like I don't like them, but I don't know why. There's just something about them that I don't like, but I don't know why. And it almost always takes somebody else pointing it out to me and going, "Yes, that's why. It's because they do that thing." Um, and it's a, it's it can be the same sort of idea with criticism. Sometimes you need somebody with ooh pardon me, sometimes you need somebody with an objective eye to go, I okay, yeah, You sometimes you just know that this doesn't work. It's like, here, read this and tell me what you think. Well, I think that this thing, if you tried it this way, it's like, oh my God, yes, that would work. Sometimes it's, it's criticism. It's a very, very good thing. And this is why it's always good when you're Offering some critique. It's always good to give genuine opinions. I hate when people are, are like really wishy-washy with their critiques. I hate when people Paula Abdul it up. You know, if you watched American Idol, when Paula, I just you've got a great voice, and I just I love you, sweetheart, and it's just I just, I just mm. like no, give me something solid, give me something concrete. Like you've got a I would see this all the time when I was in college and and people would, the you do this thing where like all the voice majors would get together on a certain day of the week and you would perform for each other and sort of get ideas and practice. and, And it was sort of a way to practice performing and get different skills and blah, blah, blah. And I hated when people were like, your voice just sounds really good. And I love the way that you did this thing. I just wish I could do that thing like you. And it was just so general and so complimentary, and I was like, okay, that's, thank you, but that that's not helpful for me. You know, so all, I, that's why I think it's always better to give genuine opinions, because you can really help somebody. And yes, sometimes depending on who you're critiquing, you have to temper it, because some people may not always be able to handle it. This episode is brought to you by Great Grand Projects. A creative collective, on the web at greatgrandprojects.com, featuring floating words, the poetry of T. H. Bradshaw. On the web at greatgrandprojects.com/slash-floating-words. I can't with that voice. I can't. <laughs> it's also brought to you by Horizon Horizon Creative Studio, which is the home of Another Way and all my music stuff. So check that out horizoncreativestudio.com And now back to criticism. Oh, Sorry, I got my pages mixed up here for a second. Problems with with uh, the script. So criticism as we know it, that sort of idea, I said it's been hijacked, and so now we're kind of getting into that territory. Yes, there will be harsh criticism. We have to deal with that. We, we have to deal with that too you know, we will produce things that we think are really great, but that aren't received well for whatever reason. And, um, you know, don't discount that or, you know, turn it into, oh, I wish I'd never done that thing. Because if you look at history, you know, artists often produce really good work after doing something that was panned critically or that thing that was panned critically later becomes one of the most successful things they've ever done. And I know that's very much like, that doesn't help you in the moment necessarily. It's like when people um, tell high schoolers, oh, well, you know, the, those bullies that are picking on you now in 10 years, nothing will matter. It's like, okay, well, that's great. But how does that help me now? Um, the, the point is to just, you have to kind of control how you react to something. I mean, think of all the, the films out there that people love, but that, were really um, panned by critics, you know things that w- that go over like a lead balloon at the time, become masterpieces decades later. And um, you know you have to take this stu- stu- you have to take the situation into account as well, because sometimes that just isn't the right audience for that particular thing that you're working on. And that's a very real thing, you know, the, some criticism that you get in. I don't know why Des Moines immediately popped to mind but <laughs> maybe you get criticized for something in Des Moines but they love it in Kansas City. I just, I, I just it just happens sometimes. <laughs> so it it really does come back to that thing that I that I oh, I wish it were easier of of um the only thing that you can control is how you react to things. It's It's awful, but it's true. Criticizing as analyzing, which is that thing that I said earlier, the the part of the definition I love, which is the actor art of analyzing or evaluating the quality of a of a literary or artistic work, music performance, blah, blah, blah. Um the phrase, you know, we are our own worst critics, is is true, but it doesn't have to be a negative thing. You know. We have to be able to analyze and our work and sort of evaluate it relatively objectively, if we're going to, you know, sustain sort of any um, career for a long for any real amount of time. And again, balancing act. <laughs> this is where you know your critic can come in handy. I, I I play devil's advocate with myself all the time, and that can prepare you for you know, the, the super harsh critiques that come, uh, from the outside, but it can be a very slippery slope. It can, it's also a very good way to sort of, um, make arguments better. You know, the, the example that immediately comes to mind is my idea of, of the, the, in the matter episode where we all matter and then it's, and then we make a decision and it turns one or two ways. The devil's advocate thing that came out of that was, well, what about people like Hitler? Did, did Hitler matter? And that led me to. That led to the idea of the external or the internal turns. Listen to that episode if you don't know what I'm talking about. Um, but sort of playing that sort of devil's advocate with your critic can be very productive. Actually, it's a balancing act because sometimes it can get very dark very quickly, and so you just have to kind of know where to draw your lines. Um. But, you know, if you, the, the thought behind that we're our own worst critics thing preparing us in a good way is that very rarely, if we are grounded in reality and we have a sense of, of the work itself, very rarely will people say something that, harsh that we have not said to ourselves at some point. And that, I mean, that can, you could construe that either way. You could say that's a good thing or you can say that's a horrendous thing. I'm going to go with that idea of how do you make it productive. And if your critic is yelling at you, maybe it just wants a job. You know, um, kids throw tantrums because they want attention. Maybe your critic is throwing a tantrum because it wants attention, too. Give it a job to do, and maybe it will leave you alone. If you, if you kind of turn it loose on, okay, tell me what is wrong with this to help me. You know, maybe it will leave you alone unnecessarily. And again, it can be a slippery slope. Like I said, it's not... And this is one of those things where sometimes you don't know where the line is until you cross it. I do this thing sometimes, and I, and I, I do it a lot to the point that I recommend it to people that I work with, where give your critic free run of, of the page at one point. You know, maybe in your morning pages, give the critic free reign. And sometimes getting all of that out can help um, trap it there. It's actually, I talk about that on the on the second episode of this podcast, With Doubt, where sometimes if you just let it go, it will be helpful. There are times, it's probably, I don't know, I'm thinking of one time in particular. I can only think of one time where this happened, but that means it can happen again, where i I thought I'm just gonna let the critic go, and I'm gonna just let it have this entire page to just scream at me and tell me whatever it wants to do, and I'll feel better. And that time it made me feel worse. So again, sometimes you don't know until it's too late, and then you just kind of have to make your way back after that. And I've, you know, it's it's a thing that I've done since that time. I have let the critic run wild on the page before, and it's made me after that, and it's made me feel better. It, there was just something about that one time where it just didn't work. And that's, you know, that's, that's a thing that just happens, you know, in life in general. Sometimes the things that you think are foolproof aren't going to work. I have a vocal exercise. I have a vocal exercise that I love, and I'm hitting the table and the mic stand because I love it so much, and it's good, and it works for everybody. Until one student walked into my room And I said, do this. And it was the exact opposite of what it should do. It still, it ended up still working because she just flopped how it was supposed to work. But it just threw me for a loop. I'd done, I'd done it with probably a hundred people at that point. And she was the one where it was different. And it made me angry. But that doesn't mean I'm going to stop doing the thing. Balance. It's all about balance. And when you're criticizing others in the analyzation sort of way, you know, recognize that, every, not, recognize that not everybody listens to this podcast, um, although they should. <laughs> and they might not be as equipped as you are to deal with the criticism. You know, it's, it's, it goes back to that meeting people where they are thing that I talk about all the time, where you have to, under, you have to recognize that um, maybe they can't hear what you're saying for various reasons you know i'm i'm right there with 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 my brother right now i know that there are things that um i could help him with but he just can't hear it cuz it comes from me and i just have to recognize that you know and i'm sure i'm that way with other people i know i'm that way with other people it just it depends on a on a on a whole bunch of factors i think the most important thing is just to be honest and that's not to say that you are hurtful all the time. You know, when, whenever I'm, I've been doing a lot of subbing for other music teachers lately since I moved out here to LA. Um, and whenever I am in that situation where I'm just going to see this student for one half hour in the middle of something that another teacher is doing, I always try to approach it like a master class. And the thing that I always try to do when I'm thinking in that sort of context is, okay, how what am I going to say, and how am I going to make it productive? And if I recognize that a student needs to hear something that they might not want to hear, I do try to wrap it up in a, in a in a way that makes it more palatable. So that it's not you want to be honest, but you don't want to necessarily be blunt all the time. Sometimes it's exactly what you need to do. Sometimes you just need to go, look, here's the deal. And the other times you kind of have to do the sort of compliment sandwich thing of, I really like how, I really like that breath that you took at the beginning. I didn't like what you did afterward with it with the support, but your diction was very nice. And, you know, that sort of a thing. And you just, it depends. You just have to be adaptable. You have to find the balance and you have to be adaptable. <sighs> criticism I feel like I could write five different episodes just on that alone but that's where we're going to stop this one so check out the websites greatgrandprojects.com horizoncreativestudio.com um, follow me on all the things at that KJ Bell uh, subscribe to the newsletter on horizoncreativestudio.com you'll get updates with all of the all of the new stuff twice a month I don't want to flood your inbox cuz trust me I get enough emails too. Um just twice a month. Not a big deal. Um but I would appreciate it. Be nice. All right people, it's okay to be an artist. It's okay to create. It's okay to be exactly as you are right now. It is okay. I am okay. And you, my dear listener, are okay.